Hello and welcome to Box Office Bingers. I'm your host, Matt Diaz, along with Ernesto Santos. And this is the podcast where we like to talk about movies in the box office. We like to watch all the movies in the box office. And then we just binge everything else on TV. And we have a good show. Actually, no, not even good. It's going to be a great show. Let's do it. It's going to be a great show today. So we're going to be talking about what we've last seen. And that's going to be some good stuff. And then we're going to be jumping into Ford v. Ferrari and Ernesto I know we're gonna have an in-depth spoiler review. Yeah, this is your warning. This is your warning. We'll probably say it again. We'll say it we again. Yes, but this but is your warning. Yes, we're gonna talk the hell out of this movie because it's a good one. At least I think it's a good one. I haven't even heard what Ernesto has to say about it. I got it, notes. You got, got notes. This I got time? notes. This Ooh, okay, all right. You know, so we're... you know, everybody, you guys should be proud of me. This week. <laughs> you got notes. I, I got, I got some, I got some good notes. Awesome. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna hear all about that later. But for right now. We're going to do a little plug, and I'd like to thank all of our Instagram followers. Over the weekend, we posted um, a question on there on our social media. Disney Plus just came out, and we know what you guys were doing all weekend. You guys were binging Disney Plus. I don't blame you. Uh, and we asked a question, what did you watch first? And we got some good responses out of it. Uh, we had one person said they were watching, uh, re-watching Smart Guy. The Disney uh, Channel original is that? that? I used to love that show. Too. Right, oh, is it the smart guy? Yes. Do, 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 do. Yeah. I I vaguely remember the so show. Do I. So do I. But it, that's, I remember enjoying it. As well. That's the whole point of Disney Plus. Yeah. Is to bring it back. Yeah. It's for you to watch I'm it. Just, uh, now I don't. I can just when when I want when I'm ready to go watch it, I go look for it. There you go. And then somebody else is watching the X Men, the animated series. I did not even know that that one was on there. Obviously, oh, no. I'm not surprised. Neither am I, but yeah. now you know. I yeah. do remember, like, they quoted, like, that theme, that, that, that theme song. Yeah. And uh, I, I vaguely remember it, but I do remember watching it as a kid. It was just very exciting. All the characters coming around. You know, exactly. Yeah, we got their intro. It was great. Yeah, nothing's wrong with that. So uh, thank you for all who responded. If you want to be in the conversation with us and see what we're doing or just answer any of these questions you can follow us on instagram at box office underscore bingers and that's where we're going to post when we post new episodes yeah uh, we're, we're going to show you uh, we're going to post what we're watching on our story so you can watch maybe engage in our conversations like today we're we're going to be talking about ford v Ferrari. if you looked at our instagram you would have known that and maybe you could have watched it and then you know you have something to say about this as well so uh, follow us on Instagram. That's box office underscore bingers, and you're not going to regret it. So, all right. So right now we're going to talk about what you're watching. It's been uh, a slow week for me. Same. Same. Same? All right. So let's let's start with you, Ernesto. What was the, what, what do you watch last week? Uh, I was caught up on Superstore, but I think there was a new episode that aired. What episode are they on right now? Uh, uh, they. I don't know what the number is, but it was. Wow, I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> nice. I don't remember. I you were caught up. I am caught up. I just don't remember the last one. I don't you hate so. when that happens? Yes, I sometimes, do. Sometimes, you know, everybody, you watch a lot of stuff. So sometimes, yeah. like, when you want to recall it, it's just... It's just not there. And, you know, it's funny because, like, we consume a lot of content, as you know. And so, like, when you... different stories. Right, and there's, yeah, you're right. There's so many different stories. And so, like, when you were, when you... Uh, you kind of get lost, especially when the episode was just okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, that was an okay episode. It wasn't as good as last week, but I've seen better from the series. It just kind of meets in the middle of like, it wasn't terrible, but it, was, it wasn't great. Yeah. And then that episode just kind of gets lost. 
in in the midst of all this. So that's I feel like <laughs> since you're not caught up on Superstore, I'm not really uh, hyping up this episode for you. Okay. But uh, I don't remember what it was. All right. Um, Mandalorian episode two. Did you get the chance to watch it? I didn't. I didn't. I'm. I'm I know. I'm behind. It was, was it a good? I, it. Nick Nolte, I felt like Nick Nolte's character really. Uh, his character was. He really flourished as a character. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, do you want to talk about it? Uh, okay, we'll we'll try to we'll get we we'll get the next podcast and then we'll watch episode two and three. Correct. There you go. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The I I didn't catch the episode, but I'm surprised to hear that Nick Nolte Nick Nolte is back. It seemed like a character that it this like it's just to carry the Mandalorian in his journey. So I'm interested interested to hear that he is continuing along. He's with the Mandalorian along with this journey again at least in the next episode yeah so that that's interesting to hear and you know john favreau directed and wrote the first episode right um he didn't direct the episode of the, the i don't remember the second um who the director is but he did write the second the second episode okay so john favreau still because yeah, i mean this is was, he created it this right. is his creation but it's right. nice to see that he's stepping back as a director and kind of giving other directors a chance to flourish like here i set up the universe you guys, let's let's do it together. It's kind of what he did with the MCU. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I directed Iron Man. I'm gonna start this, uh, and then uh, here's. I mean, I don't think he literally did that. He was yeah. just he directed two movies, but he was able to also include himself in Iron Man, which led all the way to Endgame. Yeah. So like he definitely and, um, and Homecoming and Homecoming, right? And the new and the Spider Man's and Far From Home. Yeah. So he definitely like I'm sticking around here for a while as an actor, but then he's also been behind the scenes and doing a good job there. So, so yeah, John Favreau, Favreau, good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta, gotta gotta love him. You ever you ever see Chef? I love that movie. Uh, John Leguizamo. It's such yes. a heartfelt. That's such a heartfelt movie. I think you can find it on uh, Hulu. Hulu, I th- it or Netflix. It was on Netflix. It was on Netflix. Okay, it's on Hulu now. I believe you. Um, yeah, who uh, Chef is such a great movie. It's like one of the movies that you can just like put in the background, and like just it's like also it's it makes you hungry. Yeah, and now he he has a um, he has a talk show on Netflix. Yes, it's... where he's as the, he's doing the chef and he's talking to different people. I haven't seen it, but I've seen that he's had uh, Tom Holland was on there. Um, I I just remember I see the, the pre the, you know the Netflix previews when you're trying to pick something right, and before you even read it, the fucking trailer starts. Playing. <laughs> yeah, it's like wait Netflix, I haven't even made my decision yet. Yeah. You're like, making decisions yeah. for me. Yeah, two seconds later, like hey, you want to watch? No, no, I, I okay, fine. Oh fine. no, <laughs> I um I actually seen a couple episodes of the of the chef show, and it's really good. Yeah, like it's just like basically it's like the movie, just in a reality version of it. And it's like, look, here's the chef that I worked with in the movie, and we're just going to take this cooking, and one, we're going to do this cooking with celebrities, and two, we're going to do, uh, like, little recipes. Uh, we're going to see what other people are doing in other parts of the country. Yeah. So it's like it's like kind of like in two parts. Like, part celebrity, we're going to cook with the celebrity. Part, we're going to travel and see what they're cooking. Now, do they go, is it just nationwide, or, do they, or does he go worldwide? Uh, so far, it's just nationwide. Oh, okay. I haven't seen him travel the world or to other countries yet. Yeah. So far, it's just in just in America. Well, that's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good show. You definitely like if you're like trying to find something, like nothing like nothing deep. Yeah. And just like oh, I just want to put something in the background. Probably probably something you can even just one of those shows you can just listen to. You know, like people that's when true. They watch uh, comedy specials. 
the, you know, they, uh, <coughs> you know, this guy I used to work with, he would, uh, he would play it in his car while he's driving to work. Oh, okay. So he would just he, was, he, he listen would listen to, to a Netflix show. Yeah, he was li- no, not like a, he would listen to like a stand-up special. Like oh, stand-up. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, because you can do it something like that. You can just that's probably one of those talk shows you can just like listen to almost like a podcast. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, you you could probably do that because there's there's some like information correct on there as well. Like they they need a little chit chat. Yeah. But also you you want to see the food. Because yeah. it, it's, it's like it's like man, like like it it could be also like uh like a small like uh um. Wow, uh, the name. What I'm trying to say is uh, cook show, where you can like here's the ingredients, and like you can follow along, kind of, but not really. But it could work that way. Yeah, but I don't suggest doing that while you're driving. No, no. extremely dangerous. <laughs> Do not watch TV while you're driving. Nobody's suggesting that. Nobody's saying that. Just want to make that extremely explicitly clear. You know? That is clearly to listen to. While your eyes are on the road. <laughs> I, I, I've been separate from driving. I know. I'm just saying. I just want to make, I just want to make sure clear. that it, that is 100% clarified with everyone who is listening to this right now. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. That's a good disclaimer yeah. to put in there. Exactly. All right. Anything else? All right. Anyways. <laughs> We're on the um, tangent. Uh, I caught a, I kind of background watched uh, the Game Changer documentary on Netflix. Or what was that about? Jackie Chan and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. And um, a UFC fighter. Oh my gosh, I can't remember his name right now. But uh, it's about how they switched from eating meat to going to an all plant based diet. Oh. And how it actually improved their in, in uh, performance and it made them better. And they showed like all these different studies and di- and things like that. It was really interesting. Um, I don't know if I would ever go vegetarian, which is crazy. I don't know. It's funny because my wife is vegetarian. Right. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I can do it. When you said that Jackie Chan and Arnold Schwarzenegger was doing a documentary called The Game Changer, the next thing that came out of your mouth, I did not expect to be <laughs> how to go from to go from eating meat to eating to be to basically being vegan. And yeah, that, a vegetarian. A vegetarian, yeah. right? That already sounds interesting because uh, I didn't even know that Arnold Schwarzenegger is vegetarian or vegan. I'm not 100 percent sure. I I did not know that. Yeah, and, and I'm assuming so is Jackie Chan. Uh, I don't know. I, mm. I don't. I didn't. He wasn't. From what I saw, he wasn't in it. So he may have just. Oh, he just produced it. Yeah. Okay. Arnold well, Schwarzenegger was the most definitely in the documentary. I'm surprised I haven't even heard about this. Is this, is this it's on Netflix. Right? Is it Netflix original documentary? Uh, or ne- it's just on I Netflix. Know. I don't remember, but it's okay. on Netflix. It's Interesting. On Netflix right now. Okay. okay. You yeah. might, you might, they might get an extra view there. Yeah, go check it out. It's definitely worth. It's something. It's it's worth the watch. It's very interesting. Sure. Very yeah, interesting. yeah, I believe they show, it. They show different uh, bodybuilders. They show this UFC fighter, and they show this guy who's like a weightlifter. He's trying to go out to be like the world's. He does like these world's strongest men competitions. Right. And that's just that's crazy even think about it. I have a friend of mine um, who I used to work with uh, he used to he used to do I think he if I look if I remember seeing on Facebook correctly he still does them wow. that's just amazing that people can do that kind of stuff yeah not not me when when you when you go on a podcast <laughs> when you go on a podcast called box office binges you know exactly what I'm doing and it's not bodybuilding so. <laughs> I'm binging some movies you can do both you're right it doesn't mean that you can you can watch TV on the elliptical. You know that, right? Yes, I do know that, <laughs> but I choose not to. <laughs> I don't know, Matt. 
Never know. You, you maybe maybe one day when I'm like feeling you know inspired. You're like oh, you're ready. Yeah, when I, like when I, you know when you, like when you watch Rocky, yeah. and you want to like you know what I want to climb those steps. You know I want. It's really funny that you brought that up because you know a movie I kind of watched this week is uh well I started to watch which I was really excited to watch was Creed two. Okay. And it was it was okay. Have it was, you, did you finish it? I didn't finish it. Okay. I got like halfway. Th- I got like halfway through. And we were. It was actually. I was on before I came here. Okay. Yeah. Before we were getting ready to record, I didn't get a chance to finish it. But uh, I, I think was really it's... excited because Creed One is like my favorite movie. You, you know, funny funny thing about Creed. Um, I've never seen any of the Rocky movies, but I've seen Creed, and I love Creed. My favorite. It's one of my favorite movies. Have you seen the other Rocky films? I have. I've seen. If I've seen them all, but the one I don't. The one I can remember is Rocky Four. Right, right. Which is funny because that's directly directly to, to Creed. Two. Right. That's to Creed Two. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, you're right. So like, I know enough about the mythology of Rocky that like I understood where, who Creed is. Obviously, Apollo Creed, and uh, and then also with Creed Two. I, I know that it revolves around the Russians, and that's who Rocky fought yeah, in Rocky Four. In Rocky Four, uh, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, yeah, he he, he comes back. Right, I, yeah, I've seen this. I've seen two. You seen it? Yeah, I've seen what it. You think? I liked it. It just wasn't as good as the first one. I'm just very partial to Ryan Coogler as a director. Yes, and have you he, seen Fruitvale Station? I have not, but I've heard great things about it. Man, that. And this Michael, he, you know, it just seems obviously he has an affinity. He loves Michael B. Jordan. Of course, yeah, yes. Like he's almost in every one of his films. Yeah, Creed, and then he did Black Panther, but yeah, obviously. And he did Fruitvale Station. Right, and, and he was also started he, Michael B. Jordan. He made me cry. That was a great depiction. Showing, he showed, you know what it's about, right? I do not. It's about Oscar Grant III, um, and it's about replaying his last day, his last day alive. They do it, he does like a, um, a replaying of his last day living. Um, before he gets killed by a cop in a, in a train station. Oh wow! Wrongfully killed. He got shot right. in the back. It's it's a really really intense movie, but it's great. It's a great great movie. When I last saw it, it was on Netflix. Um, I don't believe it. It's still there. Okay. I I remember um, I remember that movie getting a lot of buzz. I just never got to my I never saw it. Never got to my attention. And then, obviously, but then, like, I knew the name of Ryan Coogler because of that movie. And then I saw they're coming out with Creed. And then, obviously, I saw Creed, and that's when I really got to know the director. And, like, he, and then with that, and then Black Panther, and then when they came out with Creed 2, nothing's wrong with Creed 2. I thought it was a fine movie. But Ryan Coogler has a, a special touch that he puts in his movies that just makes it extra special. And, excuse me, and it kind of shows that you can have the same ingredients but just change one small thing or not small but change the director and you have a different feel for the movie it's strange but it happens yeah and then of course i watched um ford v Ferrari, and that's pretty that's pretty that's all i got for this week okay i'm ready to i'm ready to talk about ford v Ferrari. yeah that was mainly what i watched you know we had a busy weekend this last weekend was my wife's birthday Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had our family in town, but uh, we we did get that's we all watched together. We actually got them into Mandalorian because really we re, me and my wife rewatched episode one with them. Okay, and we all watched episode two, two with them, and, and they it was liked cool. it. Yeah, man. And now we're like we're I don't want to tell you because there's a 
he well actually he says it in the first episode okay you know remember after he talks to him and he tells him he's going to help him right he goes i have spoken yes so like he says that a lot in the second episode yeah and it's like become like his like thing like it's like like his catchphrase yeah so like like we were all texting each other and then like my father-in-law he was like we had like they had landed and he goes i have landed I have spoken. It's so it like it's funny to see, you know, how a show like that can connect people. Connect yeah, of course. Together. Yeah, I mean, especially like you know, you guys you know, coming into family for a weekend yeah. and to to connect with a show like that. That you know, do you know if they're Star Wars fans? I heard, yeah, my father-in-law. Yeah, he's a huge, and my mother-in-law. They're huge father. They're huge Star Wars fans. Okay, so, so that's, that's definitely something they want to check out, regardless. Right. Any one of them that didn't care for Star Wars but liked the show, or you know, the whole family just into I, Star Wars. I believe, Wars. yeah. If okay. I remember correctly, everybody everybody's interesting. They've watched all the movies together, right? You know, by right because the you yeah because of my father and my mother-in-law. They, it's like you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> These are the movies that we're gonna watch. No, right but I now. think like like a lot of times when your parents suggest movies to you, like right, even if you kind of liked it, even just because they suggested it to you, you feel connected. You feel connected to that piece of art. You know what I mean? Like that makes sense. they saw something in it. So you see, you like you see that same thing in it that they saw, or right. you want, or even if you have, if you're not sure, you want to explore it to see if you see what they see as well, mm-hmm. to see what they you what, what they appreciate that you can appreciate as well. Right, right. it's kind of like passing the torch. Correct. When it comes to movies. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's, that's like, like I don't have children, but you do, and I'm sure there are probably maybe a select few movies that maybe your children aren't ready to see yet. But you can't wait for them to see it. I could be wrong on that, but I've shown them. I've shown we all watched. We've watched Back to the Future together. Okay, they, loved it. they thought it was great. Yeah, you know, a movie I, I made them watch, and I wasn't. I thought I kind of liked, but they love Clue, the original Clue, with Tim Curry. Oh, yeah, both of them. My six-year-old and my nine-year-old. They thought it was so funny, <laughs> and I was rated PG. And okay, if I looked at it now, I'm like, this movie. Like rewatching it with them, I was like. That movie should be PG thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, there, mm, there's some things. It's that... so it's so interesting to see how differently movies are rated now and then. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think I feel like back. You said Back to the Future. That movie should be PG thirteen for some of the things that they did. I mean, uh, the PG was rating. It, PG? it was PG. Oh, well, I mean, they watched it too. They watched all three. They loved it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but are there movies that you haven't? shown your kids but you want to in the future because they're not ready to see that type of material yet all of them every like every movie ever (laughs) well like everything that i've seen if i've really you know almost everything i've seen i've almost enjoyed you know every now and then you catch a bad movie but right but can you do you know anything specific (sighs) not when you put me on the spot like this (laughs) okay like okay like i know uh i know you're a big uh batman fan so like when oh when, okay well then the Dark Knight trilogy then, right yeah of yeah. course but they're, they're not ready to see that yet no no definitely not. <laughs> right I, I don't I don't want to pay for that therapy bill <laughs> that's a therapy bill I definitely want to avoid <laughs> but, but that's, that's something that I feel like that you would want to show them one day correct just not Thank today you. yeah yeah, yeah. okay most most definitely that yeah I mean definitely there's a, there's a there's gonna be a bunch of movies like that yeah like T two I would love to show them T two that's a that's a great fun movie yeah they might maybe my oldest maybe another year or two but not yet i like i i like i think the closest thing i have to that is like my grandfather Mm -hmm. he's not big into he likes watching movies but he likes movie with with realism so i went to so my family went to my mom is like that yeah and it's like and then like i'll show a movie and he's like i was like what do you think and he goes 
Uh, it was a little too far-fetched. I'm like, what do you mean far-fetched? It's like, yeah, like, you can't jump out of a car and survive. I'm like, Grandpa, it's called action. It's it's, it's an action movie. It, yes, come on. And he's like, no. And then, so he's into, like, he's like, he likes political dramas. Uh, but he also likes a good action movie, but realistic has to be action. Has to be 100% grounded in reality. Right, exactly. And but sometimes, sometimes you it's gotta not. Sometimes you got to have suspension of disbelief. You just have to... That's where people, you know, they, people get so bent out of shape. It's like, oh, do you think Thor could have thrown his hammer, you know, the weight of the metal? It's like, yeah. why are you, argue, are you really arguing physics in a world where superheroes exist? Yeah. <laughs> Please tell me this is not the debate. We could be arguing right about now. something way more different yeah, right like, now. Yeah, like, there's really other stuff we could be talking about. <laughs> like, you're talking about physics in a fantasy world that does not exist. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, there were, like, a series of movies I showed him one day. Like, we were just at home. He didn't want to go nowhere. And I was like, all right, I got a list of movies we could watch. I think you might like it. I showed him one on Netflix called Spectre. It's like a sci-fi sci action uh, adventure film. Sci-fi action. Yeah. And um, and uh, it, it wasn't bad. And I go to him. He's like, so what do you think? He's like, yeah, no, aliens and all this stuff is just, uh, it's all right. But, like, but how do you think the action? Oh, no, the action was great. But none of it's real. I'm like, I know it's a movie. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> and then I forgot the next one I showed him, and it was grounded. It was re it had realism. And then he was like, I said, so what do you think about this one? And he goes, ah, it was it was a little slow. It was it was boring. I'm like, man, there's no pleasing you. Like this one had it had like enough. It had realism. It was based off a true story, but it wasn't it wasn't good enough for him. Yeah. So then I was like, all right. All right, Grandpa, I got this one for you. And if you haven't seen this movie, people, you should watch it. I think, for my opinion, it's probably one of the best movies I saw last year. And it's called Searching. I don't think I've ever even heard of that movie before. Uh, Searching stars uh, the guy from Star Trek who plays... Uh, he, he plays uh, either Harold or Kumar. Uh, and then he also plays... Uh, Oh, is that the one about his daughter that's yeah. missing? Yes. I, right here. I just pulled it up. It's, uh, What's his name? John John Cho. Thank you. Yes. So his daughter goes missing, and but the whole movie, the whole perspective of the movie is, or the whole way you view the movie, the movie is through the internet or like some type of camera that is not from like a traditional, like how you would see a movie. So you, you might see a scene through the camera of his laptop or like uh, an iPhone or a uh, security camera or uh, news feeds, articles, or uh, just stuff like that. You see what he's searching online, but like you can tell that you can see that his, uh, his uh, camera on his laptop is facing. So like the whole movie is, has the perspective of, um, of like I said, through a different medium of, of, of our, of our medium today. Was it good? Was it was it good? fantastic. Not only really? the, like, like everything that you can see <gasps> on a, uh, a computer screen or, or a monitor or like, like uh, anything other than a traditional camera, uh, like from like how you would see a movie traditionally. It's, it's really hard to explain. Like you really have to see the trailer. And, uh, but regardless that the movie is not, it's a suspenseful thriller. And when I, and like so, I was already fascinated by the medium they were telling the story, and then the story itself, 
blew my mind. Really? It was... It looked interesting. I it, remember seeing the trailers for it. Yeah, I, I, I saw it in the theater, and I walked away. It was like, that was a movie that I thoroughly enjoyed. You're the, the edge of your seat, and then uh, you, I, 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 you can walk into that movie now, and you would not see how that movie ends. Wow. It, I'm going to have to check it out. I'll have it, to use the... That app you sent me to I just watch. Just yeah, yeah, to see where you it know, is. That's a good app. You know, and that that is not a paid promotion. That's just <laughs> a that's just an app that is has very useful information. And yes. I'm always thinking about where can I stream something. Where you know where can I look? I'm always thinking looking online. Where can I stream this? Right. And you show me that app. Yeah, like, yeah, like, I like again, using it. yeah, it's it's called Just Watch, yeah, and it'll tell you where shows are being streamed, and if they're not being streamed anywhere, they will tell you the prices of where you can either buy it or rent it. Yeah, it's a great app yeah, for, so, for 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 stuff like us, like especially like oh, I want to find something, you can just go into it and so see if you're where it is. Interested in that movie? Go on that app and look up where you can find it. Yeah, <laughs> searching like I'm gonna go check it out. Yeah, you would not be disappointed it, with that. It sounds good because I it uh it piqued my interest when it. When it came out, and that movie was directed by Ines, Anesh Chaganti, okay, director for Searching Adventure Wisconsin. I guess there's going to be a Searching Two coming out in 2020. I did that, not know that. That yeah. makes me very he's excited. Like, well, then that same director. Well, so if you're going to be interested in him, he's got um, he's in post production for a movie called Run. Run, okay. Does it say who it's starring? Any any actors? Is he writing it too? I'm asking all these questions. I don't I even know. know them. <laughs> oh, Sarah Paulson. Okay. American Horror Story. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm already interested. I don't yeah, even know okay. what he's about. All right. All right. Uh, Good. Done deal. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be watching it. He is writing it. He is writing it. Okay. Starring Sarah Paulson, Pat Healy, Eric Abbott Vale. Uh, about a homeschool teenager teenager begins to suspect her mother is keeping a dark secret from her. Oh, so another another mystery. Coming out, it's pretty soon. The Thriller, coming out January 24th, 2020. Okay. All right. I'm interested. Like, he, he wrote a damn good thriller, a, a damn good mystery thriller. So if he's, he got more, I'm going to be watching more. <laughs> that, that, I did not know any of this information. You and go. you, you, got, you got raw reactions right here <laughs> of excitement. Yeah, sure. January 24, 2020. All right, that's the one to be looking for in the new year. Yes. Um, but anyway, that, that was a, a, a long tangent again. But I showed my grandfather that movie, mm-hmm. and he was like, that was really good. And, like, the gratification I got when he, when he said, like, oh, that was a really good movie. I'm like, thank God. We... We were sitting on that couch for six, seven hours that day. And I was like, yes. I got I, him. I got him. I got him to say, yes, that's a good one. Mission accomplished. Yeah, like, yeah. I, can go, I can go to sleep happy. Yeah. <laughs> Satisfied. Like, I sleep peacefully. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, kind of just wrapping the whole conversation around. Yeah, I, it's kind of fun uh, to, to, like, just pass on movies. Yeah. Because it just, it's, it's, something, it's part of you. And you want part of yourself to be like, this is what makes me happy. This is what I enjoyed. Yeah. And I want you to hopefully have the same enjoyment as I do. I really enjoyed this story. I want I wanted you to watch this and see if you get the same enjoyment I did. And th- this is something that we can connect on together. Right. And that's really what it's all about. Yeah, exactly. It's people connecting together. And and that's what The Mandalorian did for your family. Yeah. <laughs> it's it a really roundabout did. way. It yeah. Enjoy, yeah. Um, all right. So uh, last week, I went to go see... Uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yeah. And uh, I went to a live show 
with a with a Q and A. It was Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes, the two stars in the movie. Uh, and Kevin Smith obviously directed the movie, and uh, he was there. They had a little intro. We watched the movie at the Hard Rock, and then afterward, there was about maybe forty five minutes of a Q and A, and he explained a few things. And I was really surprised of how much I enjoyed that movie. Uh, basically, like I said. Um, in the previous podcast, that this is a culmination of all his other work within the View Askew universe. And so there were a few movies leading up to this. And then the last movie he did was Clerks 2 back in 2006. And so he hasn't really revisited this world until then. And he, he, he told a very interesting story about uh, kind of like never letting go of your dreams. And uh, I think it's worth sharing because it's, it, it really like... Uh, I feel like that can go for a lot of things. And so he was trying to go back into his world, his Viusku universe. And he wanted to make uh, a, a, a third movie to his, the one that kind of got him off the map or kind of had him, got him recognized. He did Clerks back in 1994. Yeah. And then 12 years later, he did Clerks 2. And now he wanted to do Clerks 3. Well, he wrote the script and everything and he tried to take it to... Um, I guess, I don't know which studio it is that owns Clerks. Oh, no, I'm sorry, that wasn't the case. He, uh, there was, there's two main stars of Clerks. And so he went to one person and said they're down for the movie. He went to the other person and he said he wants no part of it. He does not want to be part of Clerks 3. And when you don't have two, you know, if you don't have, he basically is like, I don't, I don't have my two main guys and this is what the whole movie is about. And these two main guys were in the first two movies, so... I can't make this movie without the the duo. Yeah. It makes no sense. So he kind of scrapped that project, unfortunately. So then he went to one of his other projects, Mallrats, um, which is also part of the same universe. He wrote the script for that. He and Universal owns the rights to that movie, Mallrats. So he took that and he gave it to Universal. And I believe they didn't want to make it into a movie. They said we're not interested. And so then he was able to uh, go to a different company and make it into a TV series. And then they were like in the stages of pre-production on that show. And then it got scrapped. I, I don't know if, I don't know what the reason was, but it just didn't work. So now he's getting frustrated. And you know, I have, I want to tell these stories, but I can't do it. Yeah. So then he's like, what else can I do? He's like, oh, I own these two characters, Jay and Silent Bob. Those are my characters. So he was able to, um, he wrote the script for it. And then as he finished the script, or at least part of the script, he got a heart attack. And then after that, he was able to reevaluate his whole life and realize that if there was anything I wanted to do before I died, and obviously he survived the heart attack, um, he's like, I really want this movie to be made. And so he was able to rewrite the script and was able to get the funding. I don't know exactly how. I believe Universal actually co-financed this movie internationally and Saban Films, that was the other one, uh, financed the movie uh, domestically here in the States. And so he was able to do what he said he would, you know, finally he was able to make a movie in this world. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. He was able to get all of his old uh, buddies back together, uh, most of them anyway, and make cameos along the film because the Jay and Silent Bob were like the connective tissue to all of his movies. So basically, little cameos here and there from his other characters made sense. And so that movie is now, he's touring with the movie as what's called a platform release instead of a wide release which we all know of you go to the movie you go to the movies and you see it in this in this case he's touring with the movie so after uh the movie plays in the area then a few theaters would play it in as right as he leaves the area and it'll play for like a couple of days so if you didn't make it to the live show you can still go to the theater and then um 
you will uh, th- then it would leave, obviously leave the theater and he just kind of moves he just tours with the movie basically and so after all that being said uh, because the movie did so well uh, and he was able to rekindle lost friends because he was able to bring back um, you know the old people he used to work with more like most notably Ben Affleck he lost touch with him he was featured in a couple of his early works and so he was able to get him back onto this movie and so he's like if I can rekindle my friendship with Ben Affleck then I can rekindle my relationship with the other guy from Clerks so he was able to go back to him and talk things out and now because like whatever he said to him and whatever that made him motivated or at least fix whatever was broken he was able to get him back on board to Clerks 3 and so now that's his next project he's making Clerks 3 um and so he's in he's in production with he's in pre-production with that and then on top of that uh, since Universal uh, co-financed Jay and Silent Bob reboot, uh, Universal came to him and was like, hey, this movie's actually doing pretty well, and it's getting good reception. Uh, we're interested in um, uh, financing another movie of yours. Do you have any ideas? And he's like, yeah, the movie that you took down in the first place, Mallrats 2. And so the next movie that he's making after Clerks 3 is Mallrats 2. So it's kind of incredible to hear this story of a guy who really wants to do something, and both times that like hey i have these stories and i want to tell and they're telling you no and then you found one way to kind of like you kind of like um you found like a loophole in your system yeah and you were able to get that story out and then that uh launched inspiration to make the two things you want to go out and make in the first place yeah it's, you accomplish a mission but you accomplished it and like you you accomplished a mission and then you took what you had even because they wouldn't give you it right and then it, that is inadvertently caused your mission to succeed right and and it's not like not not only like if you were able to get it the first time then you probably would just got a clerks three and then you would have got your mall rats and we might have never even seen jay and silent bob reboot yeah but i think because of those two failures you were able to get something genuine and and a really funny movie um and like a really good funny movie coming out of kevin smith yeah and then that spawned two other movies and he said that Parts of Clerks 3 and parts of Mall, Mallrats 2 end up making it into Jane Silent Bob reboot. So now he's rewriting the script. So now we're getting a completely different version of what he originally set out to, to do in the first place. So it's really cool to hear that a, a filmmaker like that having these struggles and then to making his dreams come true. It just makes you realize that you can always accomplish your dreams. Right. Like, there is no excuse. If you really want it to make it happen, you find a way to make it happen. Exactly. Yeah. You just have to have the drive. And clearly that, I mean, he, he's he, a visionary. Yeah, know? exactly. And he had that drive. Yeah, exactly. And there's yeah, a reason why he's so successful. Exactly, yeah. And so I feel like that's, I took, I, 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 I learned, I took that information. I, what, what am I trying to say? I, I walked out of there appreciating the Q&A and what I heard his story more so than I enjoyed the film. Enjoyed the film. Yeah, and I think that was part of me going to to see him live. Yeah. Is to hear those sto- stories and it was cool to hear it from him instead of like watching it online or reading about it or something along those lines. So I thought that was really cool and if and kind of just, you know, if you're able to see a movie with a live commentary or a live of of, of a creator that's involved if you're able to go see like a live version of that definitely go out and do that because you know as movie lovers like myself and obviously you Ernesto yeah. uh, these stories kind of just inspire you and this is cool to hear like how things are made and the other side of it all 
makes so, you appreciate the art a little bit more. It's not oh, yeah, for a, sure. It's not just a random movie. Like, people put their time into making this. Like Right. We, we, we can go in here and be like, oh, well, that movie sucked. Moving on. Like, somebody spent money, time, yeah. energy. Yeah, like, people had to go to work. Right. You know, working on a set. Sometimes it's like 16-hour days. You mm-hmm. know, you never know. I mean, these people work hard. People worked hard to make this, regardless of how shitty you think it is. Right. A lot of other people spent a lot of their time and energy trying to make some, make this something. And maybe that, and maybe it may not be the best. It's not, you can't, you know, you can't compare it to some award-winning movie with a big with a huge budget right. that can afford that, you know, maybe it's a low budget film and that was the best, and that was the best that they can do. So mm-hmm. that's why you have to try to appreciate it for what it is and what they tried to set out to do, as right. opposed to picking apart something that you have no idea how you you have no idea how they made that exactly. Yeah. And so it was just really cool or refreshing to see, um, especially like you know, you, as you finish watching a movie, you have all these thoughts about it, and almost you get instant gratification. Or like an instant, like I have a question about this, and it was instantly answered by the guy who made it. Yeah. So that was also cool to visit too. That's kind of what I what I walked out of from that experience. So it was really cool. So if you have a chance to do that, um, and also go watch Dance on the Bob reboot if you haven't seen it. Or uh, I think eventually sometime in 2020 he mentioned that it's going to be on some sort of streaming platform. So if you can't make it to the theater to go watch it. Um, I think it's worth uh, watching, especially if you're a Kevin Smith fan. I think this is one that a lot of his fans are really going to enjoy. Oh, well, then eventually I go see it. Yeah. <laughs> but it is in theaters now, right? It, I believe so. I mean, it was last week <coughs> that he that this show was, so maybe it may no longer be in theaters in this area. Oh, okay. So um, it travels with him. It travels with him, yeah. Oh, okay. it's like It almost like uh, he opens it. And then it kind of lingers in the area for a little bit, and then it leaves, and then it kind of just goes to the next city. Mm. So, so yeah, so that's what uh, that's that's one of the movies that I saw. Um, also, I was watching American Horror Story. I finished the current season. I think it's season nine. Yeah. Right now, <sighs> Ernesto. I. It's probably one of the worst seasons I've ever seen for American really? Horror Story. Man, I really liked. Um... Apocalypse. So did I. I really enjoyed Apocalypse. I really enjoyed Apocalypse. Like it was like a, like, it was a connective tissue to all these movies and all these characters were coming back from past seasons and it was great. It was fun to see that oh all these like theories that we've had in the past of like all these are connected and they kind of were and if they weren't they made it a way that it was connected, which was great. But then you have you know 1984 was this was the. Uh, the premise of this season like that jc jason Voorhees summer camp killer that's kind of the vibe yeah from it. yeah pretty much and so like i thought if you're expecting a fast moving season you're mistaken because five there's it's only nine episodes five of those episodes are taking place in one night <laughs> one night with with there's a few flashbacks but it's almost like we're running and we're scared and things happen and we learned very little information about the the characters. Okay. And then and then like we're still running around and then five episodes later the night's over and we move on with the rest of the story. But when the moment where I'm like, okay, things are getting interesting after the night's over, and granted some things did get interesting, uh, but most of it just fell flat and it just never landed. But I will say that with the season finale, because the, the season nine just wrapped up last yeah. week, um, the final episode wasn't the greatest. But the way that they ended the series had a nice bookend 
to it. Something that I haven't seen. I've seen the show dabble in it. And it's basically what I'm trying to say is like it has heart. And like maybe like reason. And you kind of feel for these characters a little bit. And some of the characters in season nine I actually felt for. And that's kind of where they had a bookend. Of, of like luckily for them and at least my interest i was the ones that i actually cared about they focused more on the last season and that was good and it kind of wrapped everything up but as a whole like unfortunately american horror story is not what it used to be it was breaking ground and it was like it was weird it was freaky uh it was very intriguing storytelling and nine seasons down the road that last season it just i wouldn't be surprised if season 10 after that they just cut it uh because know, a lot of the main characters are gone aren't they yeah um or a lot of the i'm sorry uh actors yeah a lot of the returning cast yeah. members are, are slowly leaving i think uh the mo the what's her name uh she was in the first few seasons of american horror story and the older, uh, the older, the older lady. lady yeah she was like a staple and she, she, made a, she made an appearance in Apocalypse. She did, and she was fantastic. She was oh, what was her name? I, yeah, that's the part that I'm, I'm struggling with. Her name is coming to... Uh, Jessica Lang. Yeah, Jessica Lang. And she was like, this show is only going to be great when if she's in it. Because she was like, I think she took like a back seat, or like maybe played like... Um, she played the neighbor in the first season, but she wasn't like the main, main cast. And then she was so great in season one, they put her on the forefront of season two, three, and four. And, like, uh, uh, I think the first one was was called Haunted House or Mur Murder House. Murder House? Yeah. Murder, yeah, House. Murder House. Yeah, Murder House. And then you had Apocalypse. No, I'm sorry. Asylum. Murder House, Asylum, uh, Coven, and Freak Show. Yeah. And the first three seasons were great. And then Freak Show wasn't as good as the first three seasons, but it was, like, it was, like, just under, like a notch under. Like, it didn't hit all the marks, but it was still good. And then season five, Jessica Lang was like, all right, I did four four years of this. I'm done. Right? And then they came out season with Hotel. Five, that was Hotel, wasn't it? Yeah, with Lady Gaga. I liked it. With Lady, Lady Gaga, Gaga was amazing. Yeah, Lady Gaga and Matt Bomber. Yes. That, I, I was, like, really surprised of how much I really, like, yeah. I love that season. She's a great actress. She's a great, she's, a, she's just a well-rounded artist. A Lady she Gaga? She has an amazing voice. Yeah. She's her music is her music is incredible. Mm -hmm. Like regardless of how you feel about her music, like right. she's she's just a very talented artist. Like oh yeah, a Star is Born, ah, incredible. Movie. Star is Born's a good movie. Her like, Bradley Cooper, Bradley Cooper, who took voice act, he took voice lessons to actually learn how to sing for that movie. Yeah, it was good. It was very that was another a very sad movie. Obviously. It was a sad movie. I yeah. think I, I didn't, I I, I like the trailer more than I like the movie, but that's not knocking the movie. <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, I really enjoyed the movie. But I thought the trailer told a better version of the movie. That make does that make sense? That's uh that's music that we have that on vinyl. Oh, the a Star Is Born. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's a good soundtrack. Yeah, I'm not knocking that. But yeah, I I thought I I wish it was just a little bit better for my taste. Yeah. Uh, but like a lot of things didn't land for me for a Star Is Born. But I still really enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so Lady Gaga was in season five, and then. Season six, they I remember season six, they they weren't even telling you what the theme was. They were keeping the theme a mystery for season six. I don't even remember what it was. Uh, Roanoke. Oh yes, that's right. I liked Roanoke. It was, it was, I I it skipped okay. it. It was good. I didn't see it. And then not their best season, but definitely not their worst. I think I saw the first episode and I realized it was like 
a mockumentary type of situation. Like, a, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I'm Cuba good. Gooding Jr. was in it. Kathy yeah. Bates, she came back. Um, Kathy Bates wasn't even in this season. He's season nine. Um, so yeah, but Sarah Paulson was still in was still in Roanoke, right? Yeah, with, with they, yes. was, yeah. And then after that, there was uh, Cult, and it was like a political. Was that, seven? that was season seven, and it was like a political. Oh yeah, because in season eight was, was Apocalypse. A, was Apocalypse? Yeah, yeah. So season seven was crazy. Really? You didn't like it? I didn't. I never saw it. I skipped that one Cult, too. Cult was good. Was it good? Yeah, it was really good. Okay, I might it's have missed very, something. It's very. It's it, but it's super political uh-huh. and it's tied tied to the to the last election. Okay, right after Trump won. Right. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I I, I, can't, I tell I feel a like... very interesting story. It's crazy. That's a mm. crazy season to me. I that's just my opinion. I thought we. Th- I thought it was a crazy season. Right. Um. I, I for some reason I just didn't resonate with that. So I, um. So I just didn't, I just didn't watch it. And then when I found that they were bringing all their stories together, I watched Apocalypse, which was season eight, which was great. I think they brought it back everybody, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then season nine, I almost felt like that, that all the actors kind of read the script. I'm like, no, we're good. Because like, <laughs> <laughs> because there was no Kate, uh, Kathy Bates. There was no Evan Peters. There's no Sarah Paulson. There's no really? Jessica no Lange. Sarah Paulson either? All of them were not in this season. All you had that was a connective tissue was Emma Roberts, who's who who was in Coven, and she was obviously in Apocalypse. Um, but does she play her same character, or she is like a? She was character? she was a different character. Oh, okay, okay. But like that was like the only person <coughs> of note that has been in previous seasons that came back for this season. Mm-hmm. But all like your heavy hitters did not show up for this. So mm-hmm. I yeah I, I feel like I don't I don't want to blame the actors. Like for this being a faulty season. Oh, doesn't Billy Eichner come back? No. Really? He's not in that. But the girl who he does that, he used to do that Hulu show with. She was in it. What is her name? I don't know. She I... played his wife and his his girlfriend in the past two, the past previous seasons. Well, you didn't see Colt. But I she, didn't. Yeah. But you, she was um, the she was you know he played that boyfriend in Apocalypse. Yes. Yeah. 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 To the to that girl, uh, Leslie Grossman. I think it's her name. Oh yeah, she was in it. Yeah. Yeah, she was. She was in that new she was in the new season. It took me took me a minute to get <laughs> Um but yeah, overall, it's like as a as a as a season, like I feel like I've seen way better. This I didn't even feel like the story this was slow moving. They didn't really have any twists in it. And like I even was making jokes. I'm like, I bet I bet that's the one that did the thing. I'm not gonna say any spoilers, but I feel like that's that's the person that we should be looking at. And then sure enough, a few episodes down the road, it was that person. So I'm like, it was kind of a jokingly of a guess, but also it's not, yeah, I wasn't surprised. Yeah. I feel like American Horror Story used to be a game changer. Now it's just, you know, not doing that. Well, that's sad. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can go watch it. I mean, have your own opinion on it, but that's I'll wait till it hits Netflix. That, yeah. That's a, cable. There you go. That's uh. I, I would do that. Yeah. Or 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 maybe watch something else. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not watch. It. Or maybe just not watch it. <laughs> um, and then uh, last night I saw a movie called The Night Hunter. And if you're watching on social media, or if you looked at our store on Instagram, you would see that I posted that with a cast like uh, Henry Cavill and uh, Ben Kingsley and Alexandra. Dador, Dadoro, sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was in uh, Baywatch, and she was in I didn't see the the one with the rock. 
Yes. Zac Efron? I didn't see that. Yeah, one. she was in that. She was in True Detective. She was in Percy Jackson's The Lightning Thief. Um, Who was she in Percy Jackson? She played uh, the, the the female. Like, the, there's like three... three the main female lead? The main, yeah. Also, um, oh, I don't remember her name. Oh, well, I, you just said her name. Yeah. The uh, black hair the with the light blue eyes. Yes, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking mm-hmm. about. Um, uh, Stanley Chu. Stanley Tucci is all is oh, in it. Okay. So, <clears throat> great cast. So on, on IMDb though, it says a Metacritic score of thirty one percent. And so I typically don't like to read those because like I like to form my own opinion. Well, you know how I feel about reviews. Exactly. Yeah. So for you, just for for those who don't know, I just you know you're you're subjecting yourself to somebody else's subjective view mm-hmm. of what the, of what they watched. So, you know, everybody experiences different things. Some right. people connect to different pieces of art that other people don't connect to. So, if you're interested in it, just just watch it. Just go right. on an adventure. Guess what? It's either going to suck or it's going to be good. <laughs> right. They're going to be right. Sometimes I watch bad shit. Sometimes yeah. I watch good shit. But, but that's, that, that's your, that's, you made that decision. Yeah. You made that opinion of that movie. Correct. But that's my, but you know, right. you're a human being. You're, you're, you know, you're not, I'm not saying not have an opinion. But what I'm saying is, like, I feel like people, they, they focus on somebody else's. Oh well, this site says right. I guess it gets you know it's this much. You know oh it only got this much percent. So I mean mm-hmm. I'm not gonna watch it. But right. you don't never know. It might be good, but it might they might be right. But they also may be wrong. Wrong right. But you you know you just take the risk. It's exactly okay. yeah. Just just take the hour and a half. It's okay to see a bad movie every now and then <laughs> because then you really get to appreciate a good movie. Right? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> That is, and, and this is very much the case with this one. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> um, before I knock it down, there's a lot of good things about this movie. Okay. Mainly, uh, the guy, uh, his name is uh, Brendan Fletcher. He plays a character called Simon. And he has a mental disorder. And he plays that character very well. And, like, people are trying to go to him because... Um, there's a series of murders and kidnapping and they believe that this person is the guy who did it. And so like, they're basically interrogating him and uh, eventually later, I believe you later found out that he's deaf, but that's not really a spoiler. Uh, that's like within the first 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. But, um, he, and so then the movie kind of goes on from there, but the way that he portrays that character, because the whole, the whole, the whole point of this movie is, uh, basically you don't know if he did it, if there was outside help, like, is he the one committing these murders? Is he a true mastermind? Or is he faking it? Or is he truly disabled? Yeah. Or is he hiding it? And, like, just kind of playing everybody. Kind of like the usual suspects. Exactly, right. And so... Kevin Spacey. Right. <laughs> and, um... Like, I feel like his name is Voldemort now. Yeah, you can't just, even talk about no, it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, Kevin Spacey. Just, how, like, I said his name and it just got real quiet. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, Kevin like, Spacey. oh yeah, yeah, Kevin, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Anyways, you, you look at American Beauty in a different light now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, uh, oh, I forgot, Nathan Fillion is in that movie as well, which oh, okay. I did not expect him to be in there either. Um, but. So like I thought, I thought Brendan Fletcher did a really good job of that character. Every everybody else, I felt like they're like, "Hey, you want to make this movie called The Night Hunter? Not really. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll give you money. All right, I'll do it." And then even with that money, they didn't really try. Yeah, it's just like it was an. I felt like it was an indie movie, um, with like A list actors in it, 
and it just never landed the like it you can have an interesting premise which would lead me to watch this movie but also when a premise could be great but if you don't stick the landing and how you tell that story it just runs flat yeah now there were a few surprises that kind of caught me off guard but that didn't really save the movie so it's like i don't feel that the story was bad the 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 twist endings or the twist the you know mr x weren't bad the way they told the story just wasn't intriguing or engaging enough to get you to the point that like like when you get to those like those twists and those turns like oh my god like i wanted to feel that way but the way that you tell that story needs to be intriguing enough for me to have that reaction otherwise it's just like oh okay that's cool (laughs) and like all right and you just watched a movie for an hour and a half and it's like okay I watched it. I said that I watched it. I have an opinion on it, and then I'm gonna put it back where I found it. And then, <laughs> and then, like maybe like six months down the line, you're gonna remember those small parts of the movie, and then you're gonna forget everything else about it. And I feel like, unfortunately, this movie's very forgettable. So, I'm not really. Uh, so, like the actors don't make the movie. Like, obviously, it's all um, about the right. That's why it doesn't matter who's in it. It, it matters primarily who wrote it and who's directing it. Right. Because they like that what, vision wants to get across. What's the story, and how are you going to show me the story? That's, and that, that's the two most important, <laughs> at least in my opinion, that's the right. two most important elements. How's the story written out, and how are you going to show me what's ha- what what's happening in the story? How how are you going to connect that so I can connect emotionally with what's happening? Right. Because then otherwise you're just watching the story unfold, and then and if you're not interested, you're just going to be looking at your phone. Yep, and that's exactly <laughs> what happened. I even <laughs> I mean, I even wrote the social media post on our Instagram while I was watching the movie because of how disinterested I was with it. So, and unfortunately it's kind of one of those cases where you just saw a bad movie. Okay. Um, and that's not, nothing's wrong with that. No. Like, like again, cause like we were just saying that leads to you appreciating the good ones, which Much better. M- way, way more. Yeah. Like I, which we're about to talk to right now, what, Great movie. which I, uh, I, so, all right. So we're about to do our review. Spoiler, spoiler review of Ford v Ferrari. <laughs> yes, uh, starring Christian Bale, Matt Damon, and uh, directed by James Mangold. And um, Ernesto, I'll I'll have you kick off because you have the notes. I do. And well, he, so he also he directed, he wrote, and he produced uh, this movie. He oh, also, really? I'm sorry. Yeah, he directed this movie. He also produced. Wrote and directed Logan. Yes. Uh, that that was another fucking crazy great movie. Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, uh, Logan was fantastic. Yeah, t- the, the telling of the comic book line, Old Man Logan, mm-hmm. that was good. Uh, he do- wrote and directed Walk the Line. Um, and I didn't know, guess what? He was an executive producer on The Greatest Showman. <laughs> really? Yes. I didn't know that either. That's so weird. That's, this is the whole <laughs> time we have to bring this up. <laughs> the Greatest Showman's our flagship of the yeah, podcast. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was just a weird. When I was looking him up on IMDb, that was like one of the weird things. I was like, what a weird thing for me to find. Like, that, that we just keep talking about it. Yes. Anyway. Um, he's in development to direct uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Captain Nemo. Oh, I didn't know that. So can you? So you're really excited about that? Yeah. I've heard it. I've know it. I know it's a Disney thing. I don't know really. I don't know too much about it. 
neither do I, but like I know the name. Yeah, and I know, I know the, the director. It's to be really popular. Right. right. It's, it's the like name is very popular. It's a very popular story. It's a book. I think it's a book. And like when you have a popular name and you attach a famous director to it, that's it has me excited. That's... Because like I we just saw what is arguably one of the best movies of twenty nineteen. And uh, with 4V Ferrari, so when when a director's in any new project, I probably would have been excited for regardless. Uh, yeah. Jules Verne's Captain Nemo. And that was... Originally, it was a movie. It had a $5 million budget, December 23rd, 1954. Won an Oscar. Oscar nomination for Art Direction. It I owed one for color. Uh, special effect, one for special effects and film editing. So maybe James Mango could recreate... An Oscar-worthy piece. Correct. Um, but anyway, back to Ford v. Ferrari. Yeah, uh, yeah. you mentioned Matt Damon. He plays Carol Shelby. Uh, Christian Bale, he plays uh, Ken Miles. Uh, Catriona Balfe plays Molly Miles. She plays uh, Christian Bale's wife. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also was in Super 8, which I didn't see. I saw that. I don't, I don't remember. It's been a while ago since I've seen that movie. Uh, and uh, she was in Now You See Me. She played Jasmine Tressler, but I don't remember. I don't really remember her in that either. I'd have to see like see her character to really uh, picture her. Uh, Noah Jupe. He played Peter Miles. He played uh, Christian Bale's son. Uh, he was in. He was the son in A Quiet Place. He's also going to be starring in Honey Boy, Shia LaBeouf's new movie that's coming out, which looks fantastic. It looks. Great. I think it looks really really good. Like, I think. Yeah. From what I from what I see, it's like a retelling of his life, his childhood, yeah. Yeah, his and he childhood. and he, Child LaBeouf is playing his father. Yeah, that's and that's gonna be a pretty. I think that's gonna be definitely one to to look out for. Of that, I feel like it's gonna be like an emotional, yes, gut wrenching movie and like a very personal movie to him. Yeah, and so the fact that he's even like having us see it is it's gonna be very real. Yes, that's what I think. yeah. There you go. That's it's a good way of putting very, it. When I when I gather from it, it's gonna be a very real movie. Right. Uh John Bernthal, he plays Lila Coca, Ford Division's general manager. Um, you might know him from the Netflix series Punisher. Yep. If you haven't seen it, you need to go ahead and get on that. <laughs> I mean, if you're interested in right. that kind of thing. He's also in The Walking Dead. Correct. He was Shane in The he Walking Dead. He was Shane in The Dead. Walking Dead. Uh, so the movie's about Carol Shelby um, and Ken Miles going through trials and tribulations to build a revo- revolutionary car to beat Ferrari at the 24-hour Le Mans in 1966. Overall, the movie's a great balance between drama and comedy. Um, one of the, thing, the, the things that stuck out for me more, the most, was the sound. Obviously, mm-hmm. from the racing. Like, you really felt like you were in the race car with, uh, with him when they, were, when, they were driving, right. when they were driving. You know, you felt like you were in the seat with him while they're racing on the track. Uh, my favorite scene um, is when Shelby shows Henry Ford the car after all the work they done. Yes. To, you know I'm talking. You know. I'm I know exactly. What, well, yeah. Yes, I <laughs> he do. He goes to convince him, and it, you know, and you see him drive around the car, and he's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> he's like screaming from excitement, and he pulls him into the corner because he tries to convince him to get um, Ken Miles to be the driver at Le Mans. Right. Um, where he strikes that, you know, he strikes a deal with him. Um, and he's like, he just, he's like, I wish my grandfather could be here. You know, and he started crying. Like, I was laughing because yeah. he was like, I thought he was like from excitement. And then I realized he's crying because he's so <laughs> emotional to see like where the company, like where Ford Motors has is going. 
right like to see the progression that he that he's become a part of and like that maybe you know he's making his family proud like you know by bringing it to the next level with this race car i feel like that's also a very like not only was it very funny entertaining uh scene but it also was like a, a huge moment in that movie because at for that character uh the the ford manager ford, ford owner yeah yeah uh, I didn't really care for him that much at all at, at before that point in the movie, and he was almost coming off of like a dick. Correct. And he hundred percent, hundred percent agree. Right. Hundred percent agree. And with so you. then he's like, "All right, let me see this thing." And he's like, and like uh, uh, Matt Damon playing uh, uh, Shelby, mm-hmm. uh, he was trying to convince him like this Christian Bale, Ken Miles needs to be the driver, and they weren't getting it. Yeah. They were like, "No, we don't want this to be at all." He like. His, the way that he presents himself is not the Ford way. But uh, Shelby is saying that the only way you're going to win this race is if Ken Miles is behind that car. And so it was a very entertaining moment when you get to that point because, like, he locks people up. And he's like, hey, yeah. you know, you like, you want to see where your money's going? Just hop in the car. Just go yeah. ahead and hop in the car. Exactly. And so, like, he, like they push him in there because he's, like, a big guy and it's a small car. <laughs> and so, like, shove it in there. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Just put him in there. And then uh, Shelby walks in and then he just floors it. And then he's, like drifting and like really really driving really fast. Fun. he's really fucking driving that car <laughs> yeah and it's so like people are freaking but out they put you in the but see but they put you in the car with them like yes. you feel like you're experiencing it with them and like and then you go and see his enjoyment as they're going through it right and it's such or a he was terrified scene. too such a, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. but that, it's like that fun terrifying like, right yeah like, for oh, sure. this is like so this is what i <laughs> this is what i've been working for this is why i come to work <laughs> and and like and like I didn't, up until that point, it doesn't look like he's ever like enjoyed what he did, or at least enjoyed of like working with cars. Like he owned a car company, yeah, but he never really was in and enjoyed or felt what it meant to be in that vehicle. That's that's the way they portrayed it, right? In the right. movie, correct. Yeah. And so like when Matt Damon finally stopped the car and was talking to talking to him, he was like. Look, it's not easy to drive this, and so if you really want to win, you gotta have the right. Like, you don't want anybody driving this. It's it took a lot of man hours. It takes a lot of skill. And if you want to win, you gotta have Ken Miles behind the wheel. And and then you and then it became emotional for him because he was like like in tears. Like I wish my grandfather seen like you said. And like now I felt for him. And now the story moves forward with also an entertaining set piece around it. Yeah. It was a great scene. It was a great moment. It was a great moment in the film. Really, I mean, and overall, the movie is just fun. Yes. Because if you're not laughing, you're like, it's like not an emotional moment, but it's very like, even the way they build the story, they build the characters. I, I was in it from the very from the very beginning. Right. The very beginning, I was in it in the film. Uh, you know, the senior VP, they had him representing like that typical corporate America character. Right. Um, you know, being, be, you know, trying to get his way. Um, I just, overall, I really enjoyed it. And, I, and you know, this, this is a, an, another true, this is a true story. Mm-hmm. You know, this, act, this actually really happened. I, I looked up, there's a Forbes article that tells the, de- the there's uh, so, only several deviations from the movie from what happened in real life. Wow. So I'm gonna link. I'm gonna link the Forbes article in the show notes if you want to read the full. If you want to read the full article, uh, that's um, interesting. I didn't. I did not. It's nice to hear that they didn't deviate too much no. from the actual. Story. And it's very little. It's very little things. The first one is um, in the beginning of the film when Henry Ford II 
is addressing the production line at the Rogue River. Oh, yes. You know, yeah. when he just comes out and he just addresses a plant. Mm -hmm. Like, that probably didn't really happen. He had, like, 20 other people who worked underneath him between him and the, and the assembly floor, you know. He's a top executive. Nobody else. He wouldn't. He's this. <laughs> he's not going to go down there, right? He's a chief executive. He probably did not give that speech. And that was the first time we actually see Henry Ford II. Yeah. And, there, and like, that's when, you know, him coming across of just, like, uh, uh, like I said earlier, like a dick. And, like, he was, like, this barking order and saying, you got to do better, and then he just walks away. And granted, I mean, this is just what this article told me. I mean, this, sure. You know, um, the second is going to be really sad because that joy ride that we're talking about, yeah. it didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> we, we, but we, it was, but it was, but I think it, but I think it happened, maybe it happened in, in essence. Like sure, it like, happened in, it was, it was just a sexy way for them. Maybe, you know, maybe he just went to his office. And, yeah. You know, he saw, he saw it from the track or something. This right. Just, that was just the more emotional way to tell that point of the story. And so that was the direction that the director just decided to put in there but it was effective no it was, so, it was so effective. effective like that's the definition of movie magic right there correct but i mean whatever it worked it worked for it me. worked yeah no, i mean true true or not it worked for the movie yeah doesn't to me it didn't take anything away me no, finding sure. that out didn't take anything away from the no film. because the scene still works correct uh lee lakoka who uh played by john bernthal that he was intimately involved in the negotiations with Enzo Ferrari, you know, in that part of the film when mm -hmm. he goes when he goes over there to try it for the negotiations. Uh, Ford contingent did travel to Mandarello, Italy, on the orders of Henry II to buy the Ferrari, but Lococa was not part of that group, so he didn't really go over there. Oh, I see. He didn't really go over there. Once so again, when they got John Berthal to be in this movie, they're like, "Oh, star power! You gotta go! You gotta go drive well, the scene." Because I think because he. Um, he represented it like like that machismo like yes I'm yeah fucking get it done like, right you know, exactly yeah punish your fucking number <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. the way he talks and shit like that yeah, so I felt like for the film they needed him they needed him to go over there yeah like I need you I need you Ferrari to be part of Ford and then and then you know if he didn't go over there when he came back you wouldn't have had that moment when he's in his office he was like he called you fat sir yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he was like and then like I remember that's also good another good scene because then he was like anything yeah. else he said and he's like. You're not, you're not Henry Ford. You're yeah. Henry Ford the second. Remind him that he's Henry Ford the second. He's, he's not Henry Ford. Yeah, what what a what a dick move to say. See, but you know what? That also ties into that um, that moment that he has in the car with him. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because like he was. Yeah. For sure. To to you know you insult his family name, you know, and he knows. Well, they were insulting him, not his family's name. Well, they're insulting both. But he's fair. At least to him, he feels like they're... Because, you know, to him, he is Ford. Right. But, you know, you saying that he's not Ford, you insult my family, you insult me. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the same. Um, another was uh, that brawl. Ken Miles and Carol Shelby had a brawl while they're gearing up for Le Mans. That, apparently, that didn't happen. They were both headstrong, incredibly intense and brilliant guys. There's no doubt that they butted heads on a regular basis. And the, and the film certainly alludes to that, but there's no evidence that they ever had a physical alter altercation. Hmm. So okay. it was just the film's way of saying that that they did that. But Right. Not, not, again, nothing. Once again, doesn't take anything away. No, not for sure. If anything, it elevates the scene. Uh, turn five, uh, executives drank in pit row after winning in Le Mans in 1966. The car would have been disqualified as officials had observed that kind of, if, if they, if the officials had observed that kind of behavior on the track. Oh, Interesting. So maybe that was just a way for the film to show you that they were celebrating. Right. To show you that they felt like they were, at that point, based on what had happened, that they were going to win. Right. 
Nah, but they saying if they were drinking, then they would have they would have got disqualified. Huh. That's a little fun fact for yeah. you. A little fun fact <coughs> on uh, box office Avengers. Once again, I'm gonna um, link the full uh, article from Forbes in our show description if you guys want to check it out. All right. Uh, but yeah, overall. I enjoyed it. It was a great film. It was it was a fantastic film. I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I kind of want to go back to the ending. And, like, the way the movie ended was... <clears throat> so sad. It was it was very sad. But before that, like, the ending of the race. And, like, when you're watching a racing movie, it can either go two ways. <laughs> it can go the, the, the driver won or the driver lost, right? And But they told the story in such a unique way that, like... The driver was was both, yeah. And like I I didn't expect that coming out of the movie because like even walking into it, I'm like all right, it's a race again. He the, it's gonna it's gonna be a win situation or a loss situation. I don't know this story outside of this movie, so I'm gonna be surprised whatever happens. But there's only two outcomes that could go, and they surprised me of like like a, an alternative win lose situation that I was excited to see when the movie was over. And basically, Ken Miles was. Uh, was such a head of of the race. They thought it was a good idea that there were other Ford vehicles in this race, and so they thought. And he was already winning, and he was going to win. And he, you know, he was going to be you know first place driver, and, and you know the winner of the race. And then they said, well, wouldn't it be a cool idea if all Ford vehicles, like, uh, um, cross the finish line together? One, two, three. So it'd be forward across the board, and Ken Miles, what you know, throughout the whole movie, he's been self-centered, um, kind of you know all about himself. He's gonna do it his way, and and um, and so at that moment where like you think that he's just gonna say like screw these guys, I'm gonna win this race, he pulled back yeah. to to kind of fit the what what the company wanted this whole time, and then when they all finally crossed the finish line. They gave it to the other driver because he was just a hair. Because he started, because of what his start point was, uh, by where his start point was, he had technically, he would have technically won. Right. Yeah, exactly. Which was a bullshit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's pretty much what the movie said. And so, like, uh, Christian Bale did such a great job because you, you can, and you see him, like, receiving this actor. information. Sorry? Oh, I'm sorry. I was saying that he's such a great method actor. Oh, no, he is, for sure. Him and Vice. Yeah. The, the, like Dick Cheney did that movie. Not I didn't get to see that movie. <sighs> Such a good movie. Well, well, I'll say this: the movie was good. Uh, Christian Bale was fantastic. Like I, I felt like he should have won Best Actor. Did he wear a fast suit or did he, he actually get? Fat? No, he gained weight. He actually gained weight. He gained for that weight. Movie? Yes, he did. He, he yeah. He, but didn't he lose a bunch of weight for when he did the Machinist the, or something like that? He did the when he did the Fighter. He lost, he was like skinny, like really skinny. And then you see him get like had little muscle on him for Batman. So like he goes all over the place. Um, but uh, you know, going back to Christian Bale, when he received that information that he didn't win and he basically held back, he did such a great job of just like Matt Dam Matt Dam told him what's up, and then he was like, "Well, you know how we can make this car faster." And then like they're both having this conversation of like the next thing, like you know what, whatever. I don't, I don't, I don't need this win. This doesn't define. I know what I did. And I know what I did for them, and I know what we did together, and what we accomplished. And I don't need this win to justify, to justify that. And so, like, the company's happy, and he just kind of like, um, this kind of like just walked away and became a better person for doing that. He's like, I know what I did was right, what they did was wrong, and I'm gonna keep moving forward with me. 
and who I am. And I think that was a great a great solution for that. Like, it, technically, it was a win, but it was also a loss. And like, it was bitch, I don't need your win. I know that I fucking won. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but also, I was a better person for holding back and having you get the gratification Correct. of all of this. And I... Kind of realizing that it's not just about you. Right. It's a, it's a, there's a collective win that goes with that. And, and kind of going back to him and, you know, his his son played by uh, Noah Noah Jupe. Yeah. 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 Uh, he plays Peter Miles. And what a f- great father-son story that was. And, and like, you you can really tell that, like, like, like you, you would think that Christian Bale playing a character who is self-centered and all about himself. But I shit you not, that did not... Like, when he was not behind the wheel, he was a great father. And you saw that through and through throughout this whole movie. Because he had his drives. He's literally driving, you know, driving and fixing cars and his family. Right. Those are the only thing. Those are his only two directives. The only things that mattered to him. There's even one point where he was telling his wife, like, look, this driving thing isn't going to work out. Because at the beginning of the movie, he owned a, a, a garage. And he was fixing cars. And he got seized by the IRS. Right. And so he's like, look, I, I have to get a, a typical day job. This isn't going to work out. And his wife's like, no, are you crazy? Like, I, I think he was driving on the side at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And so it's was like, I, you know, this isn't going to work out. This is like, we need to pay the bills. I'm going to have to quit driving. She's like, no, what are you doing? What have we, what have we been struggling for? Yeah, for exactly. You, I haven't been struggling just for you to fucking give up now. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so there was like, yeah, no, you're doing this. And so the fact that he was getting motivation from his wife and his kid was all about it. Yeah. Like he was, I, he was probably at the, like once the movie got started and they were building this car, the kid was there just as much as the dad was. And you can just tell like it was just a great father-son moment. And then at the very end of the movie, you really felt it were, again, we already stated this, but spoilers, Ken Miles dies at the end of the movie in a car accident that they teased at the beginning, at the, like the middle of the movie. Because he was testing the car and the car got on fire, and, oh yeah, that's and, right. and the and the guy said that as long as the driver can get out of the vehicle, you're fine. As long as you can open the door, and they did a really cool, they did a, a good misdirect because remember the start of the race, uh, the the final race, he he launches and the door wouldn't close. That's right. And so he couldn't close the door. And so then, at the moment where he finally did his first well, this lap, this is at the Lamont. This is at, this the, at the Lamont. Lamont. Yes, not yeah. The, not the race that he, not the test race. No, he no, correct. But during the testing, like they, like he, the car got on fire, and like uh, Ken Miles when the, was, break, when the brakes failed. When the brakes failed, and he was able to walk out of the of the vehicle, and the son was all freaking out, and he was asking other people about the situation, and they're basically saying that if the if he can get out of the car. That what he's wearing is, is is fireproof, like he's good, he's safe. This is a safe vehicle, and as long as he can get out of the car. And so when they went to the Lamont in the final race, and they start off with like a broken door, and you're just like, uh, what? <laughs> like well, it's, it's such a weird way to start start that race. <coughs> it's and then like he's like he's like focusing on trying to close the door, kind of just building the suspense of this movie. And you're like like you were saying, feeling that you were actually there. And then after the first lap, when they like hammer down the door, like to make it close, I thought, oh my God, he's going to die in this race. Oh, really? I thought that was like, I, didn't think he was gonna die I thought that were, there were foreshadowing that like oh, we okay. set this up and now we had door issues. We banged the door shut so he can't get out. And then he was going to um, like was be on fire and all this stuff. And ultimately they didn't go down that route. 
But they still teased with about the fire because at the very end of the movie, they were testing new vehicles after the Lamont, and then he ended up crashing, and um, the car went on fire, and then he ended up dying yeah. in the fire. And, and they were testing out the new car. They were testing out a new car. Right. And so there was a, a really great scene with Matt Damon and, and his son, Shelby and his son, of like him basically like uh, giving him a wrench that he threw at yeah. Matt Damon at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. And uh, he's like, here, kid. And it was a very touching moment and like a good bookend for the movie of like all the lives that, that Shelby had touched um, through while he was alive. It just really makes me excited to see him how he's going to do in Honey Boy. Because that, yeah. that little kid, was he did really good. He did. Showing, like, I really believe that he was concerned about his father, you know, when he, you know, when he wouldn't come out. He's, like, he's like looking for him. He's, like, trained on it, like, locked, laser locked. Yeah. And that's the only thing that he was looking at. Mm-hmm. Seeing when his, making sure his dad came out of the car, both times, obviously, when right. he died, when he came out and then when he didn't come out. Right. Um, And then Matt Damon, I just felt like, I know, like, when walking into these movies, I read a few articles, is, like, Ford v. Ferrari, and then it was a slash Damon versus Bale, who did the better acting. And, like, basically in the article saying, like, who who would win the the top spot for, like, an act, like for an Oscar award. Yeah. And um, not to discredit Matt Damon, because uh, he did fantastic in this role of kind of, like, headlining, because basically Henry Ford hired Shelby's business and his company to build the Ford, the Ford car to, to beat the Ferrari in the Lamont race. Yeah. And, and then, uh, Ken miles is obviously the driver for that. And, um, I just felt like that they gave Christian Bale more to work with. <coughs> and you felt for his character more. I feel like, like Christian Bale had more to act because you had a family yeah. and, and like Matt Damon, which is kind of just feeding off of Christian Bale, but also Matt Damon did a fantastic job. And it was just a well-acted movie. And, like, I was telling you, I think, in the first podcast I was telling in the first episode was, like, I saw this movie and I was, like, standing up. Like, it's one of those movies you just kind of just want to stand up and cheer. Yeah. And, like, because it I was... Felt that. 100%. It was such that. a great time at the movies. Something that you don't see yeah, a, every day. I haven't seen something like that in a long... In a while. It's been a while since I've seen a movie that good. Yeah. So, it's... I, I Like I said, it's as of right now, it's one of, the, like, my favorite... <coughs> excuse me. That's one of my favorite movies this year in 2019. It's definitely the top of my list. Yeah. Um, a lot of movies haven't, like, not only did it have the heart, it was funny, it, it was exhilarating. You're like, um, some moments you're at the edge of your seat because, like, the like the the racing was just so, uh, you were so uh, engaged and, uh, what's the word, immersed into yeah. this this world, this environment, this, 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 this racing world. Um, and it was just a fantastic movie. Uh, so I, I'm looking forward to seeing this hopefully in the Oscar circuit. I feel like this is one of the movies that like last year, uh, or a couple of years, like, like when the Oscars come out and they release like the release the movies that are like, you know, nominated for best picture. There's always one movie where I'm like, that movie should win, but that movie's probably going to win. And I feel like Ford v Ferrari it's going to be the, in those cases where I can see it getting nominated for Best Picture. And I'm like, that movie should win. But it's probably going to go to something else. Um, which we don't know what that is yet. Because we don't know the nominations. Yeah. So, either way, if you haven't, if you get a chance, go see Ford v. Ferrari. I think It's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, 
All right. So as we uh, as as um, uh, so we're gonna move forward to our next segment. As the holidays are coming up, uh, Thanksgiving is right around the corner, and uh, it's interesting to you know talk about some maybe uh, Thanksgiving traditions or at least something that you would do that that involves either entertainment or turning on the TV. I know a lot of big movies come out on Thanksgiving. Um, I know a lot of things, a lot of people turn on the TV uh, during Thanksgiving while they eat with their family. And like like part of Thanksgiving is what you put on TV. So do you have those uh, traditions with with your family? Uh, Well, it depends. Like if if I'm with my... Like my family, like my like my mom, my dad, my mm-hmm. sister, my brother. Like if our our family is gonna meet together, we'll probably put on football. They'll okay. Most definitely gonna have football on because they love football and right. fantasy football and all that. But now, if I'm let's say with my wife's family or just us, we'll probably we always watch the Macy's Day Parade. Now we was well, I take that back. We'll watch the Macy's Day Parade both. Just that one we'll watch football and the other we'll probably pop on some movies or. Well, whatever's on TV, whatever's going on. Is there anything like you search for? Like, is there or any specific movie or channel that you have to be watching during this time of like of this holiday? No. No, it's no. just it's just kind of whatever's on TV. Yeah, and then usually, and like you said, there's usually good movies coming out. Like this year, we're probably gonna go. See, we might go see uh, Frozen Two. Uh huh. You know, everybody now Thanksgiving is just like early Black Friday. Yes. <laughs> do you do Black Friday shopping? Yes and no. If I don't like, I don't like. Oh, I don't need. Uh, I need to get like five TVs or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a big thing, but it's not a. It's not as crazy as it used to be. I remember people used to stand in line. Yeah. For like in the freezing cold, doesn't matter. Waiting two days in line to get the system. <laughs> well, with the day, with the age of internet nowadays, so like you can just order online and get the same deal and don't have to Correct. leave your house. That's like you don't even need to leave your store. You don't need to fight anybody at the store. No. Like, nothing's worth. Nothing is worth fighting people over. No fighting. No. For a piece of material <laughs> that's probably gonna break in a couple years and you're gonna have to replace. Or it gets eventually it would be old. Yeah. And then you have to you have to just the new, get a new the one. New, the new next best thing will be out, and you're gonna want to replace it for that. Mm-hmm. Um, my my family is all about the football. Like, I don't think there's anything on other than football on the TV. Well, you're a big football fan. I I am, but I, that's because of my family. Yeah, my family's huge into football, and like I've tried. It, try watching or just try to enjoy it. I mean, it? it is it is interesting. It does get interesting. I think I like like I like going to Super Bowl parties, mm-hmm. but I think I enjoy like other people's enjoyment because right. for to me it's like watching a movie because you're watching them go through their their emotions of watching their team trying to watch their team succeed. Mm-hmm. So I I get it. I yeah. get it one hundred percent. It just doesn't resonate with me. I, I can you know I can, what I mean. I kind of get that. I mean, without like a team that you feel passionate about, it's just. You know, obviously, it's just sports. So, like, you really have to have the passion for it. But some members of my family, they just like to watch the sports. I'm just, I'm more amazed that the, the amount of information that people can retain when it comes to sports information. Like, you know what I mean? There's <laughs> mm-hmm. so many statistics, so many different things. And, like, people in my family, they can just, like, spout it off, like, off the top of their head. And I'm I'm more amazed at that <laughs> than anything. Like, like wow. Like, that's crazy. Like, to remember all those kind of numbers and the significance of those numbers and how that matters to their performance. Like there's a lot of analytical information that right. comes with that. It's just, I think I appreciate that more than anything. 
Uh, I, that could even say the same for for us. We I can, guess for movies, I guess for movies, looking yeah. up directors and how you know and how why that stuff matters. I can I can see that. It's very similar. It's just kind of like this is where I want to focus my passion toward movies. Yeah. Some people are focus on sports or different arts and you know extra activities and stuff like that. So it's kind of like where do you want to spend like it's like your hobbies. What do you want to spend your time doing when you're not working? Because even sleeping? even watching sports, like anything, that, that, that you're watching, you're watching a performance. Like mm-hmm. these people are performing in front of you. Like for sure, they all have to coordinate together. There's coordination. There's choreography that that goes into right. that. You know, making plays. You know, stage direction. Like it's all. It can all be related. Just one is more physical than the other. And right. even in movies, sometimes not. Right. If we're easy, very very. Fr- Yes. <laughs> I know what I was trying to say, but yes, for sure. I knew what you meant. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, well uh, so that's used to be like my Thanksgiving. Obviously, and then my family's big into, uh, well, my mother is big into Black Friday. So Black Friday was always, is always an opportunity for me to get all the latest movies that I didn't pay for when they came out originally because they always go down in price. And that's when I always grab them all up for a cheap price. I have a very funny story. I was in this long line at, at Walmart mm-hmm. and uh, like now, like because they don't want crowds and like clumping and like, like pushing people, like the fighting that you, you see on television. Yeah. Like most stores like when there is a long line, they have you like going in between the aisles and like single file and then they have all the stuff in one section of, of, uh, of it. So then like they'll have a few people go at a time to each section and then there's like a like an exit where you go through and then more people filter in and stuff like that and so uh when i (coughs) went to walmart i was waiting this line i got my movies and then i went to go check out which was another long line uh and then the lady goes um and she just keeps scanning so she's like oh my god what you're gonna have time to watch all these movies and then i said i've already watched them all because I don't buy a movie unless I've already seen it because, like, I like it. Yeah. And so there was a large stack. I would say that maybe 12 movies are on there. And her <laughs> face was like, you already watched these movies? You're buying them? She's like, like no, why are you buying them? What is wrong with you? <laughs> Clearly it was a person who didn't understand. <laughs> Your passion. <laughs> My passion for, for movies. And the fact that, yeah, I like to watch them whenever I feel like it. And And this was before, like, when streaming became a big deal. So, like, you know, you, you the only way you're going to watch the movies is if you go to a friend's house where it's already by it. You go to uh, this little place called Blockbuster. and uh, what? What's that? Don't worry about it. <laughs> and, um, and then, uh, or if you actually owned it. And so, that was, like, me owning my favorite, favorite movies, obviously. And so, that was a really funny Black Friday story. But, yeah, that's mainly... Like, and then when I started dating Megan and I was introduced to a whole new way you do Thanksgiving and apparently you, you know, you put on the parade and like, that's something I never, like I knew about it. You just, I just never watched it. <laughs> I think it's cool. I like to watch the performances. I like to see the different floats that they have, you know? Oh no, it's a great. And then like, they also have like, uh. You know, like it's fun to see the newer floats they come out with. Mm-hmm. I I have more fun watching the uh, the parade float people, <laughs> especially when like it's a very windy day and you see them like going back and forth. Oh. Like I don't know, like this is gonna be the day where they're just gonna lose it. I don't it. know what's gonna happen. <laughs> I guess we're gonna go up. <laughs> and also just like the uh, theatrics of it all. You have people in the freezing cold 
carrying... Waiting in the street. <laughs> can't wait to see what floats coming. <laughs> Shivering cold. <laughs> I don't know what's worse. The fact that people are waiting to see it. The people who are actually doing the work to, to walk in the streets to do the parade. And then you also have the performers who, like, they have, like, a little square where they have to stop. And, like, each square is, like, the station. Like, you have, like, the NBC square or the CBS. I don't know if ABC does it. I'm, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but they all have, like, the little area where they perform and, like, it catches on television. And then, like, these people are freezing. And you have these dancers out here. That's dedication. It is dedication. <laughs> and it's, like, for, for what? For, I mean, I guess basically it's for tradition. But I wonder, and I was just about to say that. Yeah. I wonder for those people if this is, like, a ritual. For sure. You know, like, the same people, they, they want to probably sit in the same spot every year. And have the same people around them, so they can re, so they can, you know, have that same memory over and over and over again, just like an updated version of, of keep updating that memory that we get to have every year. Right. You know that consistency. You know, it gives them more of a reason, gives them more of a personal reason to come back, whether it's to connect to the people around them, the people who they see, mm-hmm. everything that they experience. You know, it's like this is our thing. This is what we do. Exactly. Yeah. There's a, a couple of screenings that I go to and. I feel like uh, there's like a screening community. Yeah. And so like you see, you start. It becomes see, ritualistic. Right. Exactly. Like you, everyone knows how to get to the free movies. And so when you do, like you start seeing familiar faces, the people who are running the events, like, oh, hey, you're back. Like, yeah. And so like, yeah, I definitely can see like. Start talking to people in line. Yeah, exactly. You start making friends. Exactly. Um, and like, I can definitely see uh, people wanting to do that because it's, that's what they've always done in the past me personally i don't see myself waiting in the cold to see big balloons i'm sorry this is, this is not <laughs> maybe not, if you, maybe if you lived in new york maybe you're right maybe it's maybe it's definitely a new york thing yeah definitely not a florida thing no. <laughs> the cold will already <laughs> drive me away yeah sometimes you're like you know what yeah i wouldn't mind going out to, to new york and doing that and they're like yeah, mm. right. it, it gets 60 degrees here and everybody's got ugg boots <laughs> and jack and they're full <laughs> like 15 sweaters on you're not wrong <laughs> blasting the heater <laughs> Singing uh, Mar- Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas." <laughs> yeah, they're not even thinking about Thanksgiving. They're all. <laughs> That's the only thing we're gonna hear for like the next two months. Two months. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then another tradition that I kind of got into. Um, well, again, this is like more of a Megan tradition that I kind of do since I've. It's now becoming. And now you're yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, they watched the Charlie Brown. Uh, Wow, I don't even remember the name. It's, it's like a, Charlie Brown Christmas special, I'm assuming. Yeah, well, it's it's like the Thanksgiving episode. Oh, I'm sorry, Thanksgiving. Special. Yeah, it's like a great, it's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. It's, I, I'm I would believe that pumpkin would probably be Halloween. <laughs> yeah, but uh, something I'm gonna look this up. Charlie Brown. I know there's one of them. Uh, well, that's another that's another one of those those programs that's very rich i know you know like people pass that on to their kids that's another one of those that oh yeah you know i enjoyed this when i was a kid i want to i want you to watch this so we can enjoy it together and it's something that we can carry on for as long as we want right and that obviously that was something that i felt like uh megan's mother started and like showed to her to her and then now i've kind of adapted to it as well because it's important to her right to relive that memory exactly yeah uh, it's called uh, a charlie brown thanksgiving i was okay. close I was, <laughs> <laughs> it was we literally the, in the shot in the dark i probably could have guessed that's what it, was <laughs> it was literally playing i think the only thing that i missed i, I might have said i i just missed the a yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's like one of those tv specials that i know that they always play like kind of during christmas time they play, uh, I think AMC plays a 24-hour loop of a Christmas story. 
and so like one of those things that where it becomes a classic and so like t- uh, tvs play um you know the a great pumpkin charlie brown and then the thanksgiving and the christmas version and so it just it's just part of tradition that people expect when you come to the holiday and so now i was never really into that it was more of sports which is nothing wrong with but now since you know you know you, you meet new people and you get to adapt, adapt to, to new traditions exactly and so that was something that i that became like okay we have to watch a charlie brown thanksgiving and uh over the years i've grown to like it more i remember when i first watched it i was like we gotta watch this every year is this really necessary can that's i just how, that's how i feel about football you, you have to you, do you have to watch football every year i don't have to watch it but i find myself wanting to watch it mm. just to just so i can it's like getting that little piece of yourself that you used to have like even if you don't really like it you still want to watch it just so you can connect with that old part of yourself right it's like it's still it's it reminds me of family so yeah whether so, I enjoy it or not is irrelevant. <laughs> that's true. And like sometimes, you know, you get the family together and, you know, a lot of people have like family dramas that you don't want to revisit. And like some people can say that getting the family together is stressful. But at the end of the day, it's... That's your blood. It's Yeah, it's connecting back to the family. Yeah. And so... Like Fast and Furious. It's about family. <laughs> it's like they tells us in every Fast and the Furious movie. It's about the family. It's about the family and the cars. And, and, and the, but, but family first... Car second, then family third, <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe Nas, <laughs> and, and then there's food in there, and and then back to family again. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's like uh, um, Thanksgiving's always like a, a very interesting holiday because some like recently I've you do what you can. But I I feel like as far as like what you put on the TV, I feel like those are like the really sometimes it, you watch the I watch the dog show because it's right after the parade. Oh, that's right. That's and it's right. it's something that's on it's TV. Cool to watch. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm not invested at all whatsoever. I don't care to watch it. But it's like you know, again going back to to uh, the tradition and what you're saying about football, you put it on because it's on and it's only on once. I'm like, well, football's on every Sunday. Yeah. Um, but. Like on the holiday or on the Super Bowl. Exactly. I, consider the super, I mean, the Super Bowl is pretty much an American holiday. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's so true. Whether you watch it or not, you're either together watching something and you're one of those people who's like on Facebook, who's uh, like, not watching the, like not watching the Super Bowl. Right. Like, okay, well. <laughs> Everyone else is. But, but if people make it a point, what I mean is that like you hear people make it a point to say that they're not watching. Right, yeah, I see. Because it's such a thing that you should be, like, people make it seem like you should, that should be what you're watching. Right. Like that, you but, but even, like, the Super Bowl has a lot of uh, reasons to watch. If you don't care for the game, commercials. Some, some, people watch the commercials. Yeah. The commercials, for, for our enjoyment, has movie Movies. trailers. <laughs> yes, <laughs> movie trailers. Yes, and that's a big one. Yeah. Uh, you have... Crazy commercials. Performance sometimes. And then the halftime performance. That's a 50 yeah. 50 hit or miss. That's so true. Either you get a good one, you get a bad one. You get a good one. There's really no in between. <laughs> it's really bad or really good. <laughs> I feel like the movie trailers never disappoint. Never. Every year. You can get a bad Super Bowl, you can get a bad halftime show, but those movie trailers. Usually, nine times out of ten, they're on point. On point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Thanksgiving is. Oh, I, I always look forward to Thanksgiving. It's a good family holiday, and I feel like a lot of people kind of just crowd around their TVs, uh, looking for something. Like I, I feel like it's not a big movie holiday. You don't see a lot of movies about Thanksgiving. Can you think of anything on the top of your head? 
of just like before I look it up. Don't look it up. Oh, without looking it without up. Looking no. it, can without you think looking of, it up, yeah. absolutely not. Can you, <laughs> can you think being honest, of <laughs> one good Thanksgiving movie? I like. Okay, let's see what I got here. I type in Thanksgiving movies. Oh, okay. Oh, this is a... Yeah, well, kind of. All right, I, I'm just talking to myself right now. You are. Yeah. I, the rest of us would like to be included <laughs> in your conversation, Matt. <laughs> um, I do remember watching Freebirds. It's an animated movie called... Uh, oh, I just said it, Freebirds. And, <laughs> and it's about a, uh, a turkey who has been pardoned and he's trying to save the other turkeys from being eaten on wait I think it also involves time travel yeah uh, Freebirds uh, is a animated comics comic science fiction film about two turkeys traveling back in time to prevent Thanksgiving Never seen it. <laughs> uh, the one from on Rotten Tomatoes has a list. Uh, Adam Family Values. That's a great movie. That's what, I've seen it. Adam Family Values. Yeah, I don't. I remember. Then Wednesday, you know, she dresses up and they do the big, they do the big. Oh show. yes, yes, they do I, the okay. Big Thanksgiving show and she like burns it all. She like gets all the kids to like end Thanksgiving. I, I she's like it's like a massacre. You know, she like displays it to them that it's like some kind of big. Ma- it's a massacre against the, the Indian people. Yeah, you never seen it? Nope. I forget. It's from it's. It came out in ninety three. Okay. It was Christina Ritchie who plays Wednesday. Do you know about Adam's Family? Yeah, you know, yeah, no, yeah, I know about the Adam's Family. Yeah, yeah she plays Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she was a child, Christopher Lloyd is in that movie. I didn't know that. Joel yeah, Cusack, Angelica Houston. It's a good movie. You should check it out. Most definitely check it out. Okay. Um, kind of rolling through their, uh, kind of what Google has to say about it. Um, there's also a movie called, I don't think this is, I think this is a Thanksgiving movie. It says Trains, Planes, and Automobiles with, with Steve Martin and, and, uh, that's a funny, John that's a Candy. Funny movie. Have you ever seen it? I, I haven't, but I knew of it, but i every time I looked at it, I don't think it's, oh, I guess it is about Thanksgiving. I guess yeah. I know nothing. Um, I guess I know <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's I thought long, it's a John Hughes film. I always thought like that a was a movie about classic eighties. He's like it's like a classic eighties movie. I I don't I don't think I've ever seen it, and if I did, it was a like a long time ago. I feel like I've seen this movie though, but I always thought it was about Christmas. I guess I haven't seen it, or else I would have known it was about Thanksgiving. Huh? A man struggles to travel home for Thanksgiving with an ambitious slob of a of a shower curtain ring salesman uh, as his only companion. I did not know it was about Thanksgiving. You learn something new every day. They're both hilarious. Steve Martin is... Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, Steve Martin is obviously, like, one of the masters of comedy. Yes. (laughs) He's hilarious. And John Candy, of course. Uh, What else we got here? This is is fun. Anything (laughs) else I know? You Got Mail is a a Thanksgiving movie? I guess. Was that... That's Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks and Meg Meg Ryan? I knew that. I remember that while I looked it up. (laughs) I guess it was taking place in the fall. Might have had Thanksgiving in it, but I don't think that's. Uh, I've never seen that movie. It has nothing to do with Thanksgiving. Oh, I guess maybe I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm learning here. This is it's very interesting. Uh, but yeah, I guess obviously looking looking quickly through here, there's not a lot of movies about Thanksgiving for you to crowd around for. So the traditions is mainly the big thing here. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay. This is a big roundabout way of saying yeah. there's, there's more traditions to be had than Thanksgiving movies. That's the big important thing. Yeah. Uh, all right. 
Cool. <laughs> All right. Anything you excited for? What are you going to be watching? What are you looking forward to what's coming out for next this uh, coming week? For next week, uh, let's see. I want to catch up on The Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely a hit. That's definitely something I want to do. Um, Megan and I are really looking forward to A Good Day in the Neighborhood <clears throat> with Tom Hanks. Yes. And I know we've, we've said that before, but it comes out this week, and I really want to see it. Um, I Won't You Be My Neighbor... The documentary was fantastic, and like I saw in the theater, and I don't think there was a dry eye uh, in that movie theater. It was so sad. So I'm looking forward to seeing another portrayal of this story, and pretty much just you know, the Mister Rogers story is such comes a unique out, one. Comes out November twenty second. Mm, so the, yeah, this week. Yeah, same. I didn't realize it. I thought it was coming out. I actually thought it was going to come out on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving? I, which I kind of, I thought that would have been kind of like a cool tie-in, but I guess you don't want to compete. It. Well, Frozen comes out this week, too. I think it is competing, competing with, with Frozen. With, with Frozen, too. And 21 Bridges. Poor, I, poor 21 Bridges. <laughs> I've actually seen that movie tomorrow in an advanced screening. Ooh. So I'll be interested to see uh, how this movie plays out. Um, I think we talked about it before. We, you know, with the visionary directors of the end game but <laughs> that's it's, right that's right uh but it's really they're just producing it uh but it stars chadwick boseman and uh it looks interesting so i'm looking forward to see that and there's like those like the three i feel like there are three different good movies coming out all in the same week yes uh frozen sweet. 2 a good in neighborhood and 21 bridges like you have the the, the um cartoon for kids the disney classic for kids you have a an action-packed movie and then you have a heart-filled family movie Technically, you have two family movies and then one like action movie, um, so, but I I'm looking forward to seeing all three of those. So that's it's like really interesting that Frozen Two is not coming out on Thanksgiving. I guess they don't want to because they don't. I guess maybe people don't go to the movies on Thanksgiving. People definitely go to the movies for Christmas. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, that's the that's the big one. But also, like I think they're trying to get like people before Thanksgiving and then it's out during Thanksgiving and you can see it that weekend. I don't think there's much coming out the second week, like the weekend of Thanksgiving. Oh, as we were talking about that movie, Honey Boy, it's actually already out. came out November 8th. Oh, so maybe in select theaters. Or maybe not in our area No, it's yet. out. It's out now. It's out now. Honey Boy. That's oh. the movie The movie about Shia, Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf we were talking about. We have to go check that out. That's going to be on my list for this week. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I really want to see that movie. Um, I can't think of anything else that I'm currently... Like, I really really those, those three I'm looking forward to see. Oh, what am I talking about? Next week, Knives Out. On the twenty seventh. On the twenty seventh, yeah, that, that comes a, out on Thanksgiving. Yeah, that comes out on Thanksgiving. Yeah, or that Thanksgiving weekend. Right, that movie I'm looking forward to see. Um, I had an advanced screening yesterday for. I, unfortunately, I couldn't make it. What? I know. I wanted to, uh, but I just didn't get the time to do it. So um, I'm definitely gonna try to see it in the theater when it comes out. So that's another one I'm looking forward to. So then this week I'm gonna try to go see Honey Boy. Um, and probably Twenty One Bridges, and a friend, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Those, or the kids are going to, or we're gonna, the wife and kids, and we're going to go see Frozen 2. I, I I think we're on the same boat of, you know, things we're going to watch. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think I, that's, I own a movie, I got, I got this movie uh, from the library, and that could be a whole other conversation of how I get movies from the library, and yes, <laughs> I still get movies <laughs> from the library. Uh, Crawl, it's like a gator. Oh, that's like that gator movie? Yeah, it's, it's sitting right next to the TV, so I might watch that. Uh, and tell you how that 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 goes. 
I'm intrigued. It, so am I. I'm, it's like a, like small intrigue. It's just 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 enough. Just enough for me to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I'm not big into like those type of movies, but like the premise has just got me enough to get there to watch it. It's like there's another movie called The Countdown. Where it's like a horror movie with your cell phone. Oh yeah, and it's I think it's still in theaters. Yeah, I think so. And it like there's an app that you download and tells you when you're gonna die, and then when the countdown's over, you die. And so I'm like, "Eh, I can see where this is gonna go, but that small intrigue would just tip it over the edge for me to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) But these movies, Twenty One Bridges, Frozen Two, Beautiful the Neighborhood, yeah, there's no 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 small edge. That definitely good movies to go watch. And I think all most of those are good family movies. Yeah. So definitely good things to look in good things to watch to look forward to look forward to in the theater for sure for sure um but yeah all right well as we wrap this up you know make sure you guys are following us on our instagram that's box office underscore bingers and you know we'll see you next time yeah that's we're gonna post all of our when we watch a movie we're gonna show you where if we watch any of these movies we're gonna tell you on our instagram so it's kind of like a tease of what we're gonna be talking about next on the podcast So that's like a good avenue for to keep engaged with us. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you. See you next time. See you.